to the Home Depot lumber section. I'd build a chair and probably be a pretty shitty chair. But it's like, well, it's my first one. And then the second one comes about. It's like, all right, I I know a thing or two about chair construction. Now, now you got it. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not going to the Home Depot for my lumber because everything is not straight there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We're going. The tables are so, on the, point. but the scale is a lot different between building your first chair and designing your first office. Yeah. Yeah. The analogy there is there is uh, it's falling apart. Yeah, there, there are some flaws to it. Yes, <laughs> like the first table. Yeah. Well, but that's what I'm saying is like, of, of course, there's like tons of lessons learned just from a. Here's what I thought we would want in an office, and here's the things that worked really well. But there's also like this big running list of like, hmm. Now that we know, we would do these things. Yeah, that's just the problem with physical stuff. And I mean, that's, it's, 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 it's getting deep. (laughs) Well, but it's, yes, but it's indicative of like a construction company, a construction company operates in the physical world. Things in the physical world move slower than things on the internet Mm -hmm. and software, Mm -hmm. for example, if we have a problem within our software product, it takes, you know, a few weeks of development or sometimes less than that. It could take a day. It could take a couple hours. Yeah, it's it's figured out. Um, But that. If, okay, we have a problem with the office or a problem with my company that mm. operates in the built environment. Okay, great. I've identified the problem, <laughs> but now I need money, time, other people. There's a lot there to go create, do something about it. Um, Just how it is. It's it's weird being a technology marketing business in a very physical A lot world. to juggle. There's a lot of, lot yeah. of things going on. Because we operate differently than our customers do entirely. And I'm I'm fascinated to maybe just like a little bit further down the line, but have those conversations with um, like Ashley DeCurtis and, and Lee Curl and, you know, the people on our sales team. It's like, how are you communicating software to to people who work specifically in a physical world? Like, how to, are you having that conversation? Well, you have to break it down in a physical world standpoint. Like the way I, I draw the parallel between what we're doing, just specifically training, we could get into marketing too, but we'll, we'll talk specifically training for a sec. There's kind of three main things that I'll point to. One, equipment damage. Equipment damage, hugely costly. Like you blow through the emission system, skipping a regen, for example, on an excavator, that could be fifty, a hundred thousand dollar. I mean, that's a that's a huge. Yeah. Not including the time right that the machine's yeah. down. Yeah, it's it's a huge expense. And the average sale for training product for a year for their people is about five to ten thousand dollars. So you're already ahead there if you avoid one instance of equipment damage. Just te- making sure your team knows how to avoid this one thing. Yes. Yeah. Two, um, by investing in your people, training your people, you're more likely to retain your people. You just need one person to stick around to justify the cost of it. Just one. Just one. You need to avoid turnover on just one individual. And maybe it's that one individual saying, "Wow." This company cares about me. They're investing in me. And not only did I learn skills that can help me perform my job better, but I also learned how to communicate better. And then I practiced those skills, not only at work, but I went home and I talked to my wife in a different way. And now she's talking to me in a different way. And we have a better relationship because of that. I'm better as a human being because my company invested in training and developing me. Boom. Okay. There you go. Paid for itself. Mm -hmm. Or God forbid you injure somebody on a job site. Twisted ankle even, that is wildly expensive and you want to prevent that at all costs for obvious people reasons. But the way companies typically look at it is it's expensive to hurt people. That's why there's an event, (laughs) an incentive not to hurt people. Yeah. 
So if we can prevent somebody from getting injured or God forbid dying on a job site, which happens, there you go. You just, if you prevent someone from dying, you've, you've just paid for a lifetime of training for all of your people for yeah. <laughs> an indefinite amount of period. Of course. Like definite amount of time. Yeah. And I guess if you, if you break it down into those things that like, well, any industry, anybody in any industry would understand the majority of those pieces, but it's like, if you take away from like, who cares if it's software, who cares if it's videos that you watch on a cell phone or a tablet or whatever it is, and just consider it as like, here's a tool that's going to do this thing for you that That, very specifically does this thing. That's all they care about. Like I talked to this, uh, Jonathan helps me reframe equipment. He's like, what do my customers want? Oh, they want a machine. No, they don't want a machine. They just want a damn hole. Yeah. You said that before. I love that. That makes so much sense. Yeah. They just want a hole. And I right now am the best tool to help them make a hole happen. Yeah. But I, you know, that that's no guarantee in my part in that value creation. Mm -hmm. Um, so it's a really valuable exercise. That's at the end of the day, we're selling a tool just like everybody else who's selling anything to our industry. That's it. Yeah. That's cool. That's a great point. Yeah. Uh, anyway, that was a... No, super valuable. Sidebar. Um, Sign it's me up for training, right? That's yeah, what I'm sorry. talking about. Yeah, come on down. <laughs> Death is bad. Yeah. Your wife likes you better. I'm yeah, like, exactly. Yeah. yeah. When? I'm, I'm on board. Yeah. Yes. Let's do it. Yeah. Your wife won't divorce you. You won't kill people. <laughs> for this reason. And anyway. <laughs> you won't burn equipment to the ground. All about it. If yeah. you sign up for Build With Training. Yep. All, po- all positives. Marketing. Let's let's write that down. Let's get <laughs> this. Put uh, that on the billboard. I don't want to. Why they don't invite me to more of their meetings? <laughs> they really should. Um, before we jump in, uh, how do I pronounce your last name? Is it Dongara? Dongara? Dongara. Yeah, that's the one. That's what we're going with. Anyway. Sure, that's what I've been told. Let's, so let's believe yeah. it. Cool. Yeah. Well, welcome to the Build an Internal Podcast, everybody. There probably are people that have pronounced their name wrong their whole lives. I know you plenty. Never know. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. I'm sure. Sh- I'm sure that's happened so many times where you meet your long lost relatives in Germany or whatever right. it is. Yeah, huh. and oh, people so get that's offended. Like that's it. not. It's like, well, how sure are you? You know, <laughs> like yeah. you're just going off what you're told. So. That's it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Is- what makes a proper pronunciation of a name? Yeah, you got a good one though. There's no. You got a straightforward wit. There's no. Yeah. yeah. Was that ever changed? Was it ever something else? I have no idea. Whitsky. My, my dad's from Nebraska. Whitsky. <laughs> Yeah, I, I don't know. I, I haven't, Just I haven't who you are. gotten into that, that kind of stuff. <laughs> well, but in Germany, it's Vit because Vit. Oh, okay. it's a W. Okay, right? yeah. yeah. So but is, is it a German name? Yeah. It is. It is German name. I think so. It sounds like it would maybe be. not. I'd buy it. When did it become wit versus vit? Or did you get a well, choose? Or because, no? well, I think that's just how they say Ws. But, oh, but in Germany right. in and Germany, Austria, um, like W I T is wheat. Oh. So I'm sure there's like a, something oh, there. I'm going to Austria. November. There you go. Well, you'll know for sure then. Yeah, I'll I'll, I'll ask some people. Somebody's I'll take gonna a call you Aaron. Street. You're gonna be. <laughs> How do you Aaron Vitt. Yeah, yeah. Hold up a it's, your, it's your driver's yeah. license. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Is, this, is this cool? Is this? Am I one of you guys? Uh, anyway, welcome to the Build an Internal Podcast, everybody. I'm Alex Horton here, as always, with Aaron Witt, Chief Dirt Nerd, Chief Executive Officer, guy who's on the podcast, yeah. uh, and also joined by Ben Dongera. What's up, man? Hey, what's how you doing? What's up? This is terrifying, but yeah, this is great. Uh, you'll do fine. You'll do fine. Um, uh, you know how people put in their in their LinkedIn bios now, like podcast host or host of. You absolutely could, and probably should. Should I just put podcast guy? Well, I feel like there's almost there is a there is a level where it's helpful, and then there's the people who do it beyond, where it's like, 
Why do you have like 500 things yeah. in your bio? I don't care. About it's just like that. It's them. just like the uh, vertical bar that separates, mm. you know, like podcast shows, vertical bar. Chief Executive Officer, podcast bar, a uh, Fisher of Men. Yeah. <laughs> it's just like, okay, got it. Like, Is that one of the ones? Uh, I don't know. Teaching men how to fish. I do see a lot of people who have emojis in their thing. Really? I find that a little, not like unprofessional, but just like, all right. That's gut more, reaction is bad. Yeah, don't got like it. it. Yeah, but I mean, whatever. It depends cool. what platform. But I think you, you like actually, sh- yeah. Well, emojis that, that's, all over the place. For sure. It. But it's also like there is a level of uh, levity and kind of like fun that you can do on Instagram. Yeah. That when you, when you like, I think go to somebody's account, no matter what they post and if their bio is like extremely business-like, it's almost like they sound like a lot of fun. So should I delete <laughs> the seven bags of money emojis that I have next to my name on LinkedIn? Then? I kind of like them. Oh, okay, I think they good. work good. Good. Just keep it going. <laughs> but, but I do think Just full bar of that. For Aaron, yeah. I do, I think it probably makes, would make a lot of sense for whatever you're like, not your title in your where you work thing, because that's cha- different. Yeah. But you can like put whatever you want as the thing that goes under your name. Well, that's what I, I have Chief Dirtner there. Mm-hmm. I, I made that up four years ago. Well, and it's ago. kind of part of like some branding now. Dude, it has taken a life of its own. Mm-hmm. And, and that's how most people, people love it. Me people now. think it's super cool. It's wild. I just wanted to be a little But those different. are words, not emojis. Like that still has yeah. like more weight. But it's I'm more official than. It should also know. be a host of. The Dirt Talk podcast yeah. or whatever it is. And then and then the fat stacks after that. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> fat stacks. If you want to make money, follow me. Master of fat stacks. Master of fat stacks. Aaron Witt here. Uh, and then, of course, as always, Chief Harrison Smith stack. in the corner on the on the ones and twos. Is that too much, Harrison, on the ones and twos? Uh, oh, shit. This is so official. He's looking at ones and twos by camera angle one and camera angle two. Can you turn Alex down just a little bit? <laughs> Tough man, we're tough getting, look. We're getting too enthusiastic yeah. over here. Harrison's oh. in the zone, looking him go, dude. Just crushing. It's it. weird. He's so facing good. that way. But. Control center. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so we're here on the internal podcast, and like I said, Ben Dongera is here, mm-hmm. and it's not oh, just because he happens to be here. Because I actually picked the topic before <laughs> I saw that he was here at the office. Oh, that's good. Which is nice because I work out a topic. And then maybe sometimes I look around and be like, could that person speak to this? Uh, which I think is essentially how a lot of this is going to go. Yeah, which so your to- topic is time sensitive. Doesn't. Mm. It doesn't work that way. It doesn't way. work that way. <laughs> <laughs> but, it, but if it's like something that is like sensitive like that, there would be more like, hey, can you make sure to be here for this? Uh-huh. But like you and I are always going to have the conversation anyway. But it, to me, what's exciting is, like, oh, that person has would have something really interesting to share. So that is not the case today. <laughs> that is not the case today. It was but, truly like, well, man, you'll do it. Well, I this guess guy's he's a sucker. <laughs> <laughs> it was like I like ten minutes ago. <laughs> he's <laughs> like, okay, when, when do you want to do this? I'm like, oh, no, no, it did in, feel like in gotcha. twenty minutes. You know, yeah. Um, it's. I feel like it's better to do that though, because I feel like some people yeah. get wound up. I honestly this. would prefer. Yeah, yeah. I don't want to think about it for like a, uh-huh. because we did that similarly with Chase Lyons, and that was I felt a lot of value, kind of hearing like his perspective of all the stuff you're doing uh yeah you know yeah that's and he he's really the only person who can speak to that i mean matt briscoe could certainly speak to that he spent plenty of time with you on the road yeah uh, he's he's soft again now he's he's, he's an office guy now <laughs> yeah, he's hardly yeah, getting up out of yeah, his chair he just talks on the phone <laughs> chase he's just a hardened grizzled guy yeah now, man, you know? just, <laughs> a road dog yeah. a few months with me yeah <laughs> Uh, but what I wanted to jump into today, and I think um, I'm really curious, and it, sh- it should be pretty fresh for y'all, is, let's see, last week, Aaron, you filmed uh, training content for a couple days. 
Uh-huh. And uh, Ben, you were, I guess, assistant director on the stuff in the studio, mm. but have been, um, and maybe you did this, some of this last week too, like the director on a lot of the field stuff. Um, and so I, I'm curious to just, I have some questions about that and kind of just want to discuss um, some of that process a little bit because, you know, it goes into a big part of like what we're talking about at BuildWit all the time, which is right now the push is BuildWit training and getting users and, and figuring out how that kind of works as part of like the, the broader business piece of what we're working on. Right. So the the topic for this week is training content production. Yes, it is. Filming training content, training content production. Um you wanna should we workshop any other names for the topic? You guys have seen no this I just this. I just like, I wanted a um I didn't I the topic doesn't matter to me. I just wanted a to to give it a name. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. The topic for this week is training content production. Nailed it. Perfect. Sound effect. Perfect. So insert excellent. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so okay, now that that's done, now that that's done, uh, Aaron, I guess my first question would be for you: What is your role in build with training production? Fat stacks, uh, other than just fat stacks. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So fat stacks is the primary role. I, uh, uh, you're asking the wrong question, wrong person that question because I'm still trying to figure that one out. Because you you filmed a good bit of training for it over the last almost year. So. When we started training, we took people from the field, put them on camera, and tried to make them talk about what they do, which it worked okay. Mm-hmm. Um, and some did better than others, like you know, like a Jay call up, like he did great because he's used to teaching. But these other other people that aren't used to teaching and especially not used to being on camera, it was harder to get what we wanted to get out of them. Mm-hmm. It's tricky, yeah. It's tricky, and then. I mean, we saw that even last week with you explained someone, you know, how to how to put a megalog together. Like I, I would have to sit there and really think right. it through because the, the problem with construction, as I've explained, you're not actually taught how to do things. You're very rarely actually trained. Mm-hmm. You just pick things up by watching, by doing, by making mistakes, and you repeat the process. Mm-hmm. Rinse and repeat. And if you uh, grew up with a dad that was in the industry, you've been at it for you have a 15-year advantage over everybody else, <laughs> and you've absorbed a lot of that stuff just through osmosis. Um, so when you ask somebody how to teach something, it's a struggle because they were never taught it. So they have to sit there and break down what the hell they know, mm-hmm. and they're, they're good at building things. They're not camera personalities. Mm-hmm. So uh, it, 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 the, 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 the content was good, but it was a lot more difficult to edit. Uh, it was a lot more cumbersome. It, it was a lot more variable. It was harder to pair any kind of B-roll with it because you weren't really sure what you were going to get until after the shoot, yeah. until you actually edited through it. And and so as we worked through it all, we started to figure out that we need to work off outlines. We need to do... The more work we can do before the shoot, the better off we are. Not just like hope that guy comes ready to go. Yes. Yeah. So it's a lot of, it starts with, and this is probably me generalizing on a lot of the process, but it starts with somebody like Jennifer or Rachel sitting down with an Eric Jumper in a room and saying, okay, Eric, we need to teach about pipeline. So first, we're going to talk about putting pipe into a ditch. So how do you do that? And Eric will say, well, you, you know, you have to get your rigging right. You have to, well, what kind of pipe is it? Is it heavy? What kind of ditch is it? And they work through it. They come up with a content outline. So here, okay, here's kind of how we're going to teach people about how to do this thing in the field. And then from there, they turn it into more of a script so that they can keep it tight when we're actually filming. 
Um, then it's passed off to me. I adjust it based on how I speak and based on my industry expertise. Sure. Slightly here or there. It's pretty damn spot on. Yeah. And then that's passed off to the production team from, a, okay, here's exactly what we're going to be talking about. Now, yeah. Ben, and you can probably speak to this better than I can, but he can, okay, so here's the shots we're going to need out in the field from a B-roll standpoint. Mm -hmm. Here's how many days of shooting it's going to be. And I was brought in to deliver that content because after years of doing this stupid stuff, I can speak somewhat clearly on well, camera. It, like anybody else, you've been putting in the time and the hours to you know, be polished on camera, be polished on a microphone. And now that you're having to kind of combine you know, the construction experience, the construction expertise, the construction um, know-how that you've picked up and learned from people who have years and years and years and years and years of experience. You're having to combine that with the more like media side of what you do every day. Yes. And that's happening with this stuff. Okay. Yeah. So, so there's, there's a ton of work that could, like, I am a, I am such a small percent of this whole pro like, mm -hmm. little, little baby percent. I'm just a very visible percent. You know, arguably the most visible. <laughs> sure. You are the bullet coming out of the gun at the yeah, end. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But there's yeah. a lot that goes into it. And it, it's, it sounds so simple. Let's just create training content for the dirt world. How hard can this be? Right. But there's nothing to base it off of. That's why we're doing this. Yeah, it it's doesn't, so technical. Like it's easy to get lost in any part of the weeds yeah, like along the way. It doesn't yeah. exist. We're navigating yeah. totally uncharted waters right now. Totally uncharted, mm -hmm. which is, is the, the amount of progress we've made is staggering. And so to to illustrate how much more effective we are today with this new approach. And I'll stop talking after this. Yeah. <laughs> the first uh, round of nearly 400 videos, 350, whatever yeah, it is. It is it, crazy. <laughs> it took like, that y'all have already done nearly like, seven months yeah. to produce all of those. Um, Shout it, out Ferrari, right? Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah Jess, Ferrari. I don't know how they even pulled all that off. But then this next round of 400 plus videos is going to be done in two months, mm -hmm. 60 days. So maybe a little bit more, but it's, it's, we're, we're far more efficient than we are, uh, than we were when we started. And a lot of that comes down to, there's a lot less, uh, we'll fix it in post. We'll find the thread. We'll, f we'll do that later. That's a lot of those decisions are happening before you even get in there. So it's already, um, far more dialed in, far more like clear what the thing is going to be. Yeah. That makes a lot of sense to me. It is nice having that, like you mentioned, like Rachel and Jennifer, what they're doing is like laying the groundwork. Hey, here's what it is. So like by the time, like when I'm coming in, I'm, I'm coming in late to the game. You talked about sure. all the things that have already happened. I'm just coming in like, uh, how can I help here? They already have like, it's kind of planned out and the roadmap's already there and they've talked to like the professionals and all that. So even before you like shoot, there's so much like that goes into it. It's, it's kind of crazy. And it, it is like one of those things where you do need all these people doing these different things because I, my feeling is not one person could like handle it all. You're the kind of like the thing that ties it all together, right? Yeah. All the media people doing their thing, all the professionals and like it, it comes to a head with you and you sold yourself short because you are obviously like doing a ton of work. You got to go through them, put them all in your own words. You got to go shoot them. I know you got like, you know, all, all the different things you're doing, but it is, it's nice having the talent at the end of the day that does tie it in and isn't just a face to it. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So that definitely is something that's keeping it driving and going forward too. And it's cool seeing everybody doing their own piece of it too, working together. Yeah. And, I, and there's an Eric's involved mm -hmm. very heavily from mm -hmm. not just a content standpoint, but on camera standpoint right now, B-roll standpoint. Yeah. And then we have other subject matter experts. Like you had two guys from Hoopa. Yep. Here the other day. Eddie, old Eddie and old Doug. Yep. Yeah. Nice. Those guys are awesome. Yeah. That's cool. 
And so they were the ones that were actually the subject matter experts on camera. Yeah. I feel like Eddie right now. He was a little nervous at first. <laughs> he, yeah. he got it going after a minute. So sure. I got to pull it together. Ben, yeah. you're doing great in the podcast. Studio, uh, my friend. Thanks. Thanks, Alex. You sound like a pro. <laughs> uh, ben, how did you get involved in working on the training stuff in the first place? Oh, man. Um, it was just, you know, doing my thing. I don't, I don't even know. Like it was kind of, it was one of those things <laughs> like, uh, now you're going here this week. You're like, okay. I expressed interest in like, I always liked directing and I've directed like my own crappy things, like, uh, like growing up and everything, you know, some music videos, music, some music videos. Oh no. He knows about that. <laughs> um, no, let's delete that part. Um, anyway, so that part was always in, like, I have an interest in doing that. Um, training videos. I have no idea about, I obviously have no idea. Like I'm, I'm new to the dirt world, all this, like, I'm definitely no expert in that, but like putting things together and kind of overseeing things, I enjoy that part. And I, you know, at the, I expressed that to Ferrari. I was like, Hey man, at some point, you know, directing, that's something I want to get a little more into. And then he was like, well, we got all this training stuff. This is what the big push is right now. Would you be down to get into it? And I was like, yeah, hell yeah. So let's do it. Um, and that's kind of how I got involved in it. Um, obviously taking his lead, he's, you know, like you're talking about in the studio, he's got that vision and knows how to make those things happen better than I do. I'm more of like an in the field, like when you kind of have to scramble and put things together, like I'm a little more rough edges than probably he is. Mm -hmm. So it's cool having him like to see how, how can you put a polish on this and make it nice, you know, give that extra little layer of attention. Sure. Um, instead of just, you know, I feel like I cram things together <laughs> and just hope for the best sometimes. But, well, and yeah. there's so much of what we do that requires that uh, ability and that attitude too, where it's, you know, we've hired tons and tons of people who are like one of the things they bring is they can they can turn the the rough pieces into something that works. Mm -hmm. um, and so I, I think that's interesting. You put words to it that way. So what would you say? Like, why does it make sense for you and Alex to kind of collaborate in that space together? Why does it make sense? Yeah, it's like, what are you bringing to that? Oh, boy. Oh, God. <laughs> Am I justifying my job? Oh, no. <laughs> yeah, man. And if it's not good enough, HR this might be your last okay. time on the podcast. Oh, man. This, yeah. Uh, let's do it. Um, no, I, why it makes sense um, to to do it this way is because it is a product at the end of the day. Like you said, we are delivering like, I don't know if I'm going to put the right words to it, but um, it does need a certain level. It needs to work, right? Like you can't just, uh, and so you kind of need the, the person seeing it from the top down, putting some kind of a... Uh, form to it, I guess, yeah. if that makes sense, right? Makes sense. Which would be the director, I guess. Yeah. So, yeah. And yeah. because he kind of comes from more, well, he just comes from a different background than you do. Yeah. You know, he's he's bringing one version of it and you're having to bring something else to that. And that's kind of why it's starting to, to work. It's more, um, I use military analogies, sue me for sure. people that don't like military analogies. <laughs> but he's, Alex was the one in the gunfight up until recently. And then Ben's now more in the gunfight tactician executing the plan, yeah. which allowed Alex to step out of the gunfight for a minute and right. actually kind of look at the battlefield from a big That's picture way better. standpoint. Yeah, let's go with that one. Yeah. That one also works. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That's good. Thank you. Uh, Aaron, what is dis what's deciding right now what videos you are in and what you're not in? Um, I, I feel like I've been in absorbed into a, a lot of them. Mm -hmm. um, I don't know. I, I don't make that decision, honestly. So it's true. Like, here's what you're doing, Aaron. You're going to be in these. You're like, okay. Yes. Got it. Yeah. I mean, even the other day it was, hey, so while he's actually just going to do his own thing, he's not going to do what we had roughly thought about for field supervisor. So here's a whole script and actually 
bonus course we're going to put into the two days of shooting. Could you like they crammed for it? And I don't know how the hell they pulled all this content out of a hat because it was really, really New, good, yeah. really good stuff. <laughs> and then I had to polish it all while traveling to to get it snuck in there. Yeah. Um. But yeah, it's it's whatever is whatever they say is is what's needed. I, I I'm a team player. You know, whatever you need, just tell me. I'll do it. Um. I have my opinions, but I'll get in line at the end of the day as well and do my job. I, to inform the content big picture, um, it's really been listening to customers. So, yeah. oh, we don't want to buy this product. Well, why not? Well, the content's not there. Yeah. Okay. So what content would make you buy it? Oh, well, how to operate an excavator, how to operate a haul truck, how to operate a bulldozer, field super, like more in-depth field supervisor. We want to get more in-depth on, on pipe layer. Okay. Check. So that's the entirety of content production right now is what everybody's asked for. What do you guys want to see? Okay, that's literally the list. That's mm-hmm. that's all the lessons we just showed. Yeah, all the things yeah. you just named up. Yeah, exactly. Cool. I, I think what's interesting about that is obviously our our team put in tons of thought and effort into that initial list before we got real feedback from people who would be buying the product. Yeah, it was just like these things are probably what a lot of folks would be asking for. Well. And then now we can go even a step further once we have data. So yeah, we what can, are people watching? Exactly. Yeah. What are companies assigning? What are people actually watching? Because, you know, saying they people act in a different way than they actually say. So they'll say they want one thing, which does indicate where they where they want to be. But that n- might not actually be where they are today. Mm-hmm. And they don't even know that. And so we can listen anecdotally. And we've only been able to listen right now. But that, again... The industry is in the problem they're in right now because they don't know how to solve it, right? Yeah. They've only thought about things in in the way they've thought about things, and that's where we are, where we are today. So listening to them about, you know, how to inform the entirety of the product would be a flawed, a flawed approach. Um, we want to listen to them a lot, but then we also want to look at mm-hmm. data, which there's no there's no opinion to it. It's it's it is what it is. And help inform our decision making from a data standpoint as well, which is just now starting to become a thing. Yeah. And but in order to get that data in the first place, we had to make a lot of content in the first the, before they could even start watching it Correct. and deploying mm. it. Yeah. But it was it was just an educated guess. Yeah. Well, I think a lot of it's it's the value that I, I feel like I'm seeing and understanding out of out of kind of what we're learning from people who are using it or people who want to use it, but until it has X, Y, and Z, they're not going to. To me, that's very similar to like saying, um, asking my wife, you know, where do you want to go to dinner? I, I don't know. That's different than me saying, all right, well, let's go to this place. No, I'd rather have this. Because I feel like that's how that conversation <laughs> yeah. goes. Yeah. And to me, that's kind of how this feels is if you go and ask, um, you know, maybe a company that we already have a relationship with, say, like, what kinds of content would you like to see for your team training? They might say, I, I don't know. I mean, we need so much. Or they might say, I think maybe this, this, and this. But then if you bring like a significant menu to them, the, they probably say, oh, I want some of this, some of this, but you're missing this other thing. And I really like this mm-hmm. that they might not have thought about if they didn't see the other options in the first place. Yeah. And so I feel like we're kind of, it feels like we're in that gray area between, oh, there's some stuff I really, really like in here. But now that I see this, I know I want more of this thing that doesn't exist yet. Mm-hmm. And so I think that's kind of the, like the educational phase for us probably right now. Yeah. Intense. 
It's a lot of stuff. People's opinions, yeah. They just, yeah people's opinions. When man, they say it's, it's like, oh, now I have, now I know what I <laughs> like and don't like. Yeah. Yeah, and it's it's a lot of people jumping in, wanting to help too, and so that's where that's cool. the yeah. community function will really start to pay off. I think because we 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 do want to involve experts, like having Michelle come in and talk about mental health awareness and suicide mm. awareness. Oh, that's going to be a big push, I think, into the fall and, and adding a serious do good component to the platform. But we can't. Uh, we can't accommodate we, just from a bandwidth standpoint we can't accommodate all the people reaching out to help it's like well, what if That's you just cool. created yeah. your own content and put it onto the platform yourself that was wild when i heard that 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 was like a feature that we have like yeah people can upload their it's own coming. thing well yeah. it's, or will at some point right? yeah, yeah so they can upload it now yeah but then they'll be able to essentially i'm speaking in layman terms here because i'm an idiot check a box that then pop puts that onto the community mm -hmm. side of things as well so not only and it might not work that way. They might have to upload it again, but it not only can it, there people watch it, but they submit it to the platform and anybody can take advantage of that content. That's cool. Yeah. And training customers have already asked for that. Mm -hmm. Like a uh, willpower excavate. Mm -hmm. They've already asked, can we, all this training content we're putting on here, can we also share this with contractors? Mm. Are they producing some of the content, some training content themselves? Yeah. On their side. Yes. There's cool. there's more videos submitted by customers on our platform than we've put on there ourselves. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Uh-huh. Crazy. And yeah. some of those are not going to apply to everything, right? right? But there's a lot of stuff on there that's probably not that generic. Construction companies, they think they're all these unique, mm -hmm. delicate little flowers. It's like, no, no, no. <laughs> an excavator is an excavator, trench box is trench box. I get you have groundwater and here there are it's painting with a very broad brush, but there's no training really as an industry. So it's like, mm -hmm. well, let's just focus on the basics that are the same for everybody. Yeah. Like safety, mm -hmm. pretty damn similar everywhere. I, I'm really excited to see how the, like the that community feature um, fleshes out because I think that there's going to be a lot of value that comes from like the small, um, like personal lessons that people kind of start posting too. And maybe that sort of also happens yeah. with the Build It Social app as well. But just like the idea, it's like, hey, you know, here's like a thing that always works for me is this little, you know, tip that somebody shared with me early in my career. I don't know. Yeah. I feel like those things just as much as this company wants to go spend $100,000 to put together a training course for XYZ. Well, and a lot of people don't understand the community function of it. They yeah. start, I've noticed this, they start pointing to the reasons why it's not going to work or whatever it is. But I go on Instagram and every, every time I'm on there, I'm seeing some operator teaching a really slick trick on how to do something mm. on a blade or the grade rod or something else. It's like, wow, that's, that's very damn clever. Uh, so I think that is going to take off because I, egos are big. Mm -hmm. When your ego's big, when you're proud of what you do, and it, it's not always a bad thing, you want to teach, you want to explain, you want to highlight what the hell you do. Mm -hmm. I think that's going to take off. Yeah. It's cool that like, people like Eddie and Doug are down to come help out with it too. So it's not just like us yeah. like forcing something on people. It's like, oh, they... They're the experts. They know, and they they are willing to come out and help out with this because they. I mean, they're, they're not even in Tennessee. They're from what is it, North Carolina, I believe. North Carolina, yeah. Charlotte. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hoopla's been a big help. Yeah. Jones Brothers has been a huge yeah, help locally. Awesome. Yeah. I mean, just unbelievable. That hey, can we have a rock truck? Oh yeah, yeah. Just tell us one. I mean, mm -hmm. it's just that's wild that we Taking have these time. relationships. Yeah. And then that's not to to say. I mean, Wally just coming to town, and all the other contractors we've had helping us. Where did you meet Wally? Wally's a character, man. <laughs> I think he reached out to us. Did he really? Or maybe I, we met him. Through... I feel like he knew Skyler or something like that. You know too. his story. Did, do you know anything about Wally? Yeah, 
Well, he, he came on Dirt Talk. Yeah, he oh, okay. early yeah, on, yeah, early on when I was doing yeah. it. Nice, nice. Um, he might have been the first guest I met in person. And a tank. He was like a Marine Corps tank, uh, like and, captain or something, something crazy. Uh, helicopter and helicopter. Yeah. Like he did both. Yeah, or helicopter right? pilot. That's insane. Yeah. Ended up and he talked to him. He's like the nicest guy in the Yeah, yeah. He's just so cool and um, so good, and has put in the time to get better at communicating the things he like teaches. Yeah. And so I feel like when he's on camera, similar to like when we had Marcus Sheridan in there, it's like, man, you let that person go. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like yeah, that yeah. person does what they One do. One take Wally, he'll, he'll yeah, you it get out. him yeah. out there and just say, roll, man. Yeah, yeah. and he works with big contract. I mean, like CW Matthews. Well, he's working with Hoopa for a while, right? Like yes. that was a relationship he's yeah. had for a long yeah, time with Hoopa too. Mm-hmm. Super cool. Uh, well, thanks for speaking on that. I think, um, you know, in addition to obviously we're trying to get the sales for the for builder training and all that. It also takes like a significant amount of work just to get the content built in the first place. The, the cool thing about the content production is, though, it's not social media. Yeah, it is on something social, else. On, well, on social media, I put up a post today. Okay, great. It served me for the 24 hours until tomorrow. And then I need to post again. And then I need to post again. And it's a hamster wheel. I'm on a, I'm on a hamster wheel that never stops. Whereas with training, we kind of just need to do it once. And mm-hmm. we can probably backtrack at some point and do it better based on everything we'll be learning oh, over the yeah, next few sure. years. Yeah, yeah. And and I'm sure we'll be redoing what we've already done. And somebody's job will be to continuously go through the old content and find how we can improve it for the next time. Yes, you know? but, but once you do it, you kind of, you've done it. It's there. And then now you can go copy paste that across 200,000 companies in the construction industry that mm-hmm. we serve that are just in our market. That's crazy. Yeah. So we're putting in a ton of time and energy on the content today. And we will always, I don't think we'll ever take our foot off the pedal. No. But that content, I mean, one, per, you know, you can train 100,000 people on the same content. Mm. You don't need to train keep million. redoing like, it. Yeah, there is no limit. Yeah, yeah. This isn't live where I need to go teach a class. And if I want to go scale myself, I need to go teach someone how to teach. And I can only fit 30 people in a class. And I can do an only X amount of. It's unlimited. Mm-hmm. That's the that's the power of having a software platform. <laughs> the the scale at which you operate is is quite literally limited to our market, which is a half trillion dollar a year industry. It's not small. <laughs> no, no. Yeah. Well said. I think that's super interesting. I felt as you know, I, I this conversation I think was definitely a good bit more about like how we get to the day of getting all this together. And of course there's a huge chunk of this that's happening before either of you get roped in at all. Yeah. And so I, I'm, I'm excited to have those conversations as well, but um, because y'all like are fresh out of working through that in a studio, which in a lot of ways is like the absolute opposite of where you are a lot of the time, right? Like you're yeah. on the job. Engineering. Yeah. Obviously you're all over the place all the time. Um, Do you I, like the studio? Do you like doing studio stuff? You seem like an outdoor guy. Uh, very much an outdoor guy, but I yeah. I appreciate uh, the studio. In my opinion, is a trade off. I think doing everything out in the field is the preferred way to do things because mm-hmm. it resonates deeper with the industry. That said, I've argued with Laurie and fucking everybody about this. Um, it's you can be way more efficient, effective in a studio. Mm-hmm. Way yeah. more efficient. There's a reason that yeah. they. Yeah. Our thing. Yeah. There's a reason. I just don't want to get my fear is us getting too efficient mm. and too refined because then we won't start resonating. We, we won't. It's a, it's a it's a balance. It's yeah. a dance. But I see I see the benefit to doing a little bit in both. Yeah. Like 
And it's just a lot more comfortable too. I mean, you can just roll through shit so much faster in the studio compared yeah. to when we were out at Thompson that one mm-hmm. day. Yeah. The stress level immediately kind of just goes down a little yeah. bit. You can focus on things more. You yeah. can take your time. Yeah. It definitely, there's for sure benefits. I'm not comfortable in that space yet. Like I've been in studios and everything, sure. but like that, that focused of a thing, it's like, oh, I got to like, you do have to kind of uh, bring, bring another element to it a little bit, which I, I'm still learning. I think that was my fourth or maybe fifth, or I guess it, including some of the field stuff, like sixth, seventh, I don't even know how mm. many. And I'm just now starting to get comfortable with the studio like i can walk in there do my job leave don't think twice about <laughs> that it. is what he does too he nails it yeah, and then he's, he's like i'm out of here let's go yeah eats well, a few blueberries and then he's yeah, going yeah, yeah. Like, well, go help run a company <laughs> yeah you know, he gives eric some shit and then it's time to go <laughs> and, uh, that's important but in my in my life right now that's that's one of the it's like i just show up just get it done yeah no totally and then you go got things to and, do yeah do the things i need to get done fast stacks he's gonna move yeah, oh, yeah. Exactly. can't tie him down i think one thing that's fascinating about that studio thing and we can kind of we can wrap is Everybody that's in there in the studio, like it's, it's a highly technical environment. And to me, like that has a lot of similarities to the field. I mean, like all those people are doing like very technical jobs. And so I think it's interesting. It's like, even though that feels really, really refined and obviously it's like all much smaller scale than people running equipment on a job site, Mm -hmm. it still requires like a huge level of technical expertise. And I think what's, you know, talking about being in the studio like it is more efficient. It's because, like, that's mostly how people have learned to do those th- that work. Yeah. And so, when even when you take it into the field, it's like, well, they, they're they're having a problem solve. Like, how do I make the thing I always do all the time work in this space? So, like, I, I, to me, that's how, why it makes sense. You know, to to put it where everybody's more comfortable, even the, if that's trickier for you at the well, moment. Well, yeah, yeah, and that's a great the the difference between our industry and other industries is like, if I want to go start a podcast, I Google how to start a podcast and I can go watch. Then you're on your way. 15 from fantastic videos on how to start a podcast. If I want to install Megalog on a water line, <laughs> how to install Megalog. Good luck, dude. It's just, there's nothing. It doesn't. Mm-hmm. Well, Brandy, but well, it's, it's, it sounds so simple, but it doesn't exist. Well, yeah. I mean, any, almost any technical thing that like a normal person does, you can type it into YouTube and you see 50 versions of that. Yes. Versus the stuff we're working on right now with the content or the training for the content for training is it doesn't exist anywhere. So we're having to put it somewhere. But I think what's cool about the community thing, like you were saying, is there's going to start to be multiple versions of the same types of training that like you learn a little bit different from this company because they do it this way. Yeah. The company who does it this way and build it, put a video together that does it this way. Well, and there's also uh, say I'm doing a podcast. It's very technical, very complex, mm-hmm. and there's I'm painting with a broad brush, sure. nuance, but there's very low probability that I'm going to die. Yeah, <laughs> if I'm not trained well, Fair. right? Uh, whereas, in, knock on wood. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Training shoes in construction. If I'm untrained, which is a majority of the workforce, there's potential for me to die. There's plenty of ways to die. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I mean, I just some guy just yeah these two kids crawled into a space they shouldn't have have, have been in the other day. The oxygen wasn't there. They they died. Jeez. Uh. Um, sucks. that's entirely preventable. Yeah. Entirely preventable. Like one video could have, could have prevented that. It's such a stupid accident. They were in a place they should have never been, but they weren't trained on, Hey, if you go into a confined space, just by the way, there might not be the oxygen your body needs to survive in that space. If you get stuck in there, you're fucked. They just weren't taught that. I mean, 
that's the value. That's crazy. Well, and the thing that they were taught was find a way to make it happen and finish. Yes. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. And, that's, and that's more of an approach, not the training technical piece that is clearly missing in yeah. the industry. Yeah. So again, it's not, uh, it's not to minimize what everybody else does here, but we are serving people uh, where there's, we're serving people in a very risky environment. And then we're also serving people that serve us every single day of the week. Mm-hmm. I mean, <laughs> well said. you go to the bathroom, you use internet, you turn the lights on, you drive anywhere, you go home, everything that makes our lives comfortable is because of these people working 24 hours a day, seven days a week, Christmas, their birthday at night, doesn't matter. They need to keep it running. That's who we're supporting. Amen. It's big time. Thank you. Cool. Well, I think that's a internal podcast here at the Dirt Talk Studios. Oh, holy cow. Uh, thank you to Ben Dongera for uh, jumping in. You did great. Thanks, bro. We'll have you back on. <laughs> Easy, Thanks. Uh, I can't believe it's over. Well, don't well, we don't tell him that yet. Yeah, yeah we'll no. First. We'll, we'll see how it yeah. turns out. Yeah, and if, yeah. if or it not, turns out okay. We'll get, we'll get back to you. We'll get There's back definitely to you. some cuttable areas yeah. there. Yeah. Anything you said, we'll just cut. So it's fine. <laughs> yeah, they won't know you're here. Uh, Shortest podcast ever, boys. We did it. <laughs> Uh, well, thanks to Ben, uh, Aaron. Thank you as always for being here. Harrison, thanks for running the stuff on your end. Uh, for the fellas, I'm Alex Horton. Thanks for listening to the Build It In Podcast. And um, write to us if you would like to hear something on yes. the Build It In Toronto Podcast. Please do. Uh, either send an email to alexbuildit.com or send us a letter at 1400 Adams Street, <laughs> Suite 202, Nashville, Tennessee, 37208. We would love to hear from you. And I'm not sure he'll pay for the postage, but we'll work it out later. Postage is on you. There you go. I don't pay for it. (laughs) Uh, Well, thanks, y'all. Appreciate it. Bye.